To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We're three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. And learning more every day. I was going to say, we all have some new things to chat about today. We do. do. It's exciting. Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at RealMouseWifeWDW. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and no Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at NoGuiltLife. And this is kind of one of those, like, seem to be popular with us because we keep swearing that we're going to have a schedule and then don't get our crap together to get a schedule. But this is another one of those mis- mis- mishmash episodes of cool information, um, some news, some new experiences, some kind of like, not really trip report, but, you know, we, I am right experience now. Experience reports. Yes, experience reports. <laughs> I am currently, if it sounds, if, if I don't know if this recording will sound different to you guys or not, but I'm sitting right next to Jane because I am currently a house guest of hers um, and enjoying my time here at Walt Disney World for the annual pass holder previews for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. And we did that earlier today. We also did a on-the-spot... Um, like literally we left the photo pass line and walked over to a bench and I whipped out my recorder um, on the spot, live reaction to how we felt about this ride. And uh, that's going to be at the end of this episode. So if you're trying to avoid spoilers or that's not what you're looking for, then um, you can listen. You'll, they'll be clear. Like you'll, you'll know (laughs) when it's time. Um, It's when I drop off the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Essentially, correct. Uh, we'll de- pro- we'll probably do like our traditional sign off, and then I'll add it on at the end there. So that's going to be your signal. But just remember, there's more to come. There's more to come uh, if you're interested in hearing about it. Uh, we d- we did that separately because Teresa doesn't want to be spoiled, and she doesn't want to hear about it. So we're not going to make her listen to it, and we're not going to make her listen to us say how awesome and amazing it was. Oh, spoiler. It was awesome. Amazing. Sorry, Teresa. <laughs> I'm, I am so shocked. That's your opinion. I never would have guessed. <laughs> you would have never guessed. I know. I'm aware. Uh, but Teresa is also going to talk a little bit about her recent trip that she had, some of the new things that she did. And um, a new to all of us today, as as of today, is uh, new food items. So let's talk. Let's start with that. because We it's love a, food. We love food. And this is a brand new opening eatery um, I can't even say the name right, so I'm going to let those these two <laughs> who actually know what it's called uh, talk about it. Um, Teresa, I know you had a lot of experience at it. Yes. Yeah, so Connections Eatery, I was there. A f- when it was still in the soft open a few days before it officially opened, but it is now fully open. It's where Electric Umbrella. It's sort of kind of like the replacement for that, but it's over in like the interventions section of Epcot. Um, and it's really, really good. Like I'll get into more of like what I ate, but I was there with my friend Lisa and we ordered a little bit of everything so we could try a whole bunch. And I was really pleasantly surprised, especially considering what it replaced. Yeah, we, um, Patty and I went this morning and we just ordered a snack and a drink and, and just the location of it all and how it's all laid out. There's tons of seating. It's very, very open. Like we were super impressed with what we got. So um, I'm excited to talk about it. I think this is a really great addition. And it has a restroom like right in it. I know that's not important (laughs) to everybody, but listen, listen, before you get on Cosmic Rewind, (laughs) you are going to want to just pop in real quick and go to the bathroom because I have never laughed on a roller coaster so much in my entire life. And I'll, that's it. That's all I'm going to say anymore about this ride. But um, so I was so happy to see that it was, it's like literally right next door to this brand new attraction. So it was very cool. Um, what did we eat, Jane? What did we, I know you want to talk about this. So we ordered the, um, I don't know what the word is, but we ordered the waffle, the dessert the waffle. We eat waffle. A liege waffle. Yeah. Did you order this, Teresa? Yes, I did. And that was like right, I ordered six different things. Like I said, I was there with a friend and we're like, we need to try it all. So that was like right in the middle of my rankings. 
Oh my gosh. That's in the middle? That's in the middle. In so the like, middle. It, and it was excited. delicious. I loved it. So it's not even because it was like, me- it, not middle because it was mediocre. It was just, <laughs> there are some really good things on this menu. You okay, should well, see James' I'm face. super excited now <laughs> because this thing, I was like, oh my gosh, this waffle, it is, it is this waffle that sort of like, it almost has like a, I don't know, like a tiny bit of like sugary coating or something on the waffle itself. <laughs> Right? Yeah, so it's that not kind like of waffle, a regular waffle. Right. So those kinds of waffles, they're a little bit thicker um, and they are made with like a pearl sugar inside of it. So you oh, do get sense. these like these little circular sugar bombs. I don't know how she would describe it, but like, yeah. Well, so, there's like, it was like crystallizing sugar, like on the yes, outside of it a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Not tons and tons. Like, I don't want to mislead anyone, but it just had a little bit more. So it's not like the Belgian waffle you get at. Sleepy Hollow. Food and wine or Sleepy Hollow. It's not like that. Um, But it did have, you know, like whipped cream and it had a little chocolate drizzle and it had a ton of like strawberry on it. When I tell you this thing was out of this world, I was like, I will come to Epcot. Like I have no reason to go past the creation store anymore. Like I will come to Epcot. I will go to the Connections eatery i will order this waffle i will ride cosmic rewind i will shop and i will go home and epcot will be one of my top favorites (laughs) (laughs) this is all i ever needed so what are what 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 would you rank above that because now i need to know like what's better than this waffle yes okay i am going to go in order from one to six of what i had um kind of get into why these are my rankings but so number one was the general so chicken salad which i will get Anytime I am in Epcot, especially on warm days, because oh, I'm excited. it's so good. Um, yeah, that sounds two, delicious. Two was the banh mi burger. Um, three was the waffle. Four is the mango coconut shake. Five was the Mediterranean salad. And six is the curry spice pizza. And I'll say six, the pizza was the only one that was particularly disappointing. And it's not that it was bad. It was just really bland. Um, like the crust they have for these pizzas are delicious. Um, and the curry spice pizza, this was the plant-based option um but there was just no spice to it like i said Mm. it it wasn't bad like textures were fine it just didn't really taste like anything and especially if you hear like curry spice and the sauce is supposed to be like a tikka masala it just wasn't that at all it was just baked cheese and bread (laughs) and we know how you feel about cheese (laughs) right yeah and i was like it was one of those like it's for testing and i was hoping that especially having like the curry spice or the indian flavors would overtake anything else and that it just wasn't there so i think that it's one of those it was the bottom of my rankings but i think it could be improved and it's not not your traditional like disney pizza or disney flatbed like the crust was really good so don't let that deter you from ordering a different pizza option there because they have a few it was just that one didn't love Um, but the the general so chicken salad i'd heard other people say this was good and you like I think just looking at the pictures, I mean it's you know, it's chicken tenders with like some sauce on it on top of a salad, and you would think that could be, you know, pretty simple. But it was delicious. They has like the wonton crisps, it had the there was like the general so sauce on the chicken itself, and it was actually spicy, but then the dressing was it was different. It was a little citrusy. Everything about it was just so good. And especially Epcot can get so hot <laughs> in the summer when you're walking around, and it's just, in my opinion, Really nice to have something that is filling, but also light and refreshing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So for me, it just it's just hard to find a good theme park salad anywhere. It so is, yeah. to have one that's not going to have you feeling weighed down as you're continuing to walk around, and especially if you want to sample other things around World Showcase when you get over to that side of the park, it was just really nice to have something that you could get a, a decent meal, but still feel like you can have other things later on, and especially in the, as we're approaching, you know, Florida summers, that you need something light and refreshing. Oh, tell us about Florida summers, because today was... <laughs> oh, today was a Florida summer. <laughs> today was like living on the surface of the sun. It was really bad. It was, it was, yeah, it was... It, yesterday was delightful for most of the day. Um, it did get hot towards our midday break, but um, today it started off and it didn't let up until we got rained on. And then, you know, except for the, yeah, getting rained on, like, but it, but it did help. But uh, hi, Florida summers here, everyone. If you're planning a trip, (laughs) be prepared. (laughs) It's going to be a nice, toasty, typical Florida day. Uh, um, Since we're on the topic of food, let's go ahead and mark off a couple of things that we tried new. 
Mm-hmm. Um, new to me, I have never been in beer garden since we're still in um, Epcot. Epcot. So let's just talk about this real quick. I've never eaten there. I've been in there before, but I don't think I've ever actually had food. And I wasn't aware that there's a show, like there's musicians that come out and play for you and entertain you all. And they were delightful. They were so good. And uh, the food was not what I expected. There, There is traditional like German options, but mm-hmm. if you are not going to eat the schnitzels, what, what's that? What's the breaded like? Schnitzel. Schnitzel. Spetzel? I am saying that right. Yeah. Wait. Spetzel. No, it's spetzel. Yeah. Spetzel. <clears throat> not my, not my jam. I've had I it before. I don't really care for that. They did have that there, but I was able to like find some lovely chicken and roast beef to eat instead. Um, so it was good. It was, and I was very surprised by that. I don't know that it's like top of my list or that I need to go back to it, but now I'm not scared to go back to it <laughs> if I ever need to, if that makes sense. No, I, I totally get it. Like it's, it's certainly not the first place that we'll book, um, you know, if I have my top choice of things to, you know, places to eat at Epcot, but um, it was what was available where when we were coming for our preview and we had a big group. So um, it's a great place for groups to eat. And, um, you know, we I was just very focused on making sure that we had a reservation because I knew it was going to be hot during the day. And it's always good to have a place that, you know, I'm going to sit down for at least an hour and have some air conditioning and get out of the sun like during the heat of the day. So yeah, I mean, I had a great time. I love Bur- I love Beer Garden. Have you ever been there, Teresa? I haven't, and I think that's mostly because so many of my trips, I go down by myself, and I'll meet up with people while I'm there, but it's usually something that comes together sort mm-hmm. of last minute. So mm-hmm, right. it's one of those, I if I were to go, I want to experience it with somebody else, because I know I think the tables are set up where it's- It's a like, big, long you, table, yeah. Yes, yeah, so you end up sitting with like other people. So even if, I think if you were to go by yourself, you know, if you're if you're somebody who feels chatty with strangers, like you'd have people to talk to based on the way that the tables are set up, but it's just, it's something that I would prefer to like go with somebody else who I thought would also have a good time, but it's kind of been on my it's been on my list of places to try sometime in the near future. I was pleasantly surprised. It was always my I'm not interested in you know kind of thing, but it was good and and it, it's a buffet again. Like, I don't know if I mentioned that, but it's a buffet, so there's lots of options and lots of choices that you can make yourself happy with. Um, speaking of like talking to strangers, Jane talked to like a bunch a bunch of people today. I was. I, want I was all very, the <laughs> I was very <laughs> impressed. Um, we had a wild day. I was like, "Look at you go! You're being all social." I was. I was very social. <laughs> um, I don't do that. For those of you at home who don't uh, who don't know me, I don't do that. She doesn't do that. <laughs> um, okay, so after that, oh, the other we ate, we ate at two other new places, um, and this was new ish. I've been to Yak and Yeti before. Uh, Jane had not, Mm-mm. and we walked up because, of course, we didn't have reservations. But we, the reason why we went to Yak and Yeti yesterday is, first of all, we were in Animal Kingdom in order to say goodbye to Kite Tails because it's now going to be turned into what? Light Tails. <laughs> Light Tails. <laughs> Light Tails. Um, they're changing the. They're changing the show. It's you're no longer going to like see it in the um, theater, I guess, any longer. They're still going to be kites on the river. They're still going to like fly around with those and whatever, but it's not going to be the same. So we wanted to go Unless, see it. Do you think that they might crash? Cause you know, they have to go under those, the bridges. So will they cr- so, maybe crash before they go under the bridge? That's so what we were saying. This was my theory, right? And um, this is the part where I got super animated. And <laughs> we watched it yesterday and I was like, the, one of the reasons that kite tails was so fantastic at the beginning was because the people that were flying the kites weren't as skilled, right? It took them a little while to really get the hang of the size of the kite in the air and the wind and whatever. And now that I've watched this progression of kite tails for the last, you know, six months or whatever, they're actually really good. Like we don't really have a lot of those crashing, like random things happening anymore. And it's because they, they really know how to control those kites. So we were talking about it yesterday and I was like, oh man, they're totally going to hit those bridges and I am here for it. I can't wait for it to be like, I'm sorry, you can't cross this bridge because Baloo's down. <laughs> right. As long as, and they just have to keep the slide whistle. 
Right. That's all I'm asking. Just use, you find a way to use the slide whistle somehow. Somehow, please. And thank you, Disney. Um, so yes, yeah, so we went to Animal Kingdom as our first park and we were hungry. But more importantly, Jane discovered something on TikTok that then caught my attention. And I was like, that's it. We're going. Yes. So um, there is a shaker margarita. Um, if you order a shaker of margaritas at Yak and Yeti, you can get three margaritas out of it for like $16. And you get to keep the shaker. Do you? Well, I did. <laughs> I think you get to keep the shaker. I don't think you get to keep oh, the shaker. Because today- Y'all, I stole a shaker. Because today I also saw on TikTok a TikTok of a girl who had the shaker. And the guy was like, you're not supposed to have that. Oh, well, okay. Um, all right. So, yeah, I, I have a shaker. Anyway, um, $16. Real bargain. No, listeners, somebody else try to take a shaker. Please. And see what happens. Let us know. Did Patty just... Okay, I don't want to be the podcast that encourages our listeners to steal shakers. No, no. no. You saw tiktok somewhere because we're not really on there yet just tell them you saw it on tiktok yeah exactly don't blame it on us <laughs> tell, tell them that you found it on uh on no TikTok. theft disney <laughs> look i'm totally googling this and i'm i'm swearing that it says that you can have this plastic shaker anyway i'll look at it later and i'll put it in the facebook group and let you know if i'm a thief or not um anywho i was under the impression that you could take the shaker so i did and um but I also, that was three margaritas in, so that might have also influenced my decision. <laughs> uh, so the the shaker, the margarita, that uh, even if even if you don't take the shaker, it, just the drink itself, $16 for essentially three drinks was was pretty pretty decent to me. They were strong enough, not too strong. They tasted great. Uh, super happy with it. But we also ate at the bar. So when we walked up, um, there was a guy and a girl finishing up their drinks and they were like, we're getting ready to leave. Do you guys want our seats? And we were like, yes. So we sat up there and the sweet little bartender was like, Hey, are y'all eating with me? And I was like, yes, sir. We are. If that's an option. So FYI, for those that don't know, Yak and Yeti does have, it's a tiny bar. There's probably like seven seats. Six, yeah, yeah, six, six, seven seats. Not very big at all. But uh, if you're a small group um, or a single person, you could do a walk up and, potentially be able to sit down and eat your meal at the bar, which is what we did. It was good. You'd never had it before. What'd you think? Would you eat there again? Um, yeah, I definitely would eat there again. I thought, uh, I thought that the food was, I had like a, like the sweet and sour chicken or whatever. And I thought the food was comparable to what you would get at like the China pavilion. Um, I would say the China Pavilion, I think, is a little bit better than Yak and Yeti, but it definitely was good. Like, it was flavorful. Um, I would eat there again. I thought that the margarita was fantastic. I ordered a drink I wasn't so fond of. And I mean, at the end, he was like, oh, you didn't like the drink? And I was like, no, it just wasn't that great. And he was like, I'll just make you something else. Um, so, yeah, I thought the service was great. And service was great. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I'm a big fan of Yak and Yeti now. Yeah, I had the um, the beef kebabs, and Tanya was with us, and she had uh, pot stickers and some fried rice. It was good. I like it was it was definitely for me since I don't love most of the food options in Animal Kingdom. I know you guys all love Satuli. It's just not my jam. Um, this was an excellent uh, option <laughs> instead of Satuli, as far as I was concerned. So we did that. And then later on that night, we also had a reservation at Sebastian's. And I think I, I'm going to give Jennifer credit because I swear it was Jennifer in the Facebook group that said that she loved Sebastian so much it was better than Ohana. Jennifer, if that wasn't you, then I apologize for whoever I'm giving your, the credit to you for. But um, I do apologize for that. But I'm pretty sure it was Jennifer. And she said it was so good and you should try it. So I managed to grab a reservation for it. And we rolled in thinking, there's no way this is better than Ohana. And it's not. <laughs> but um, like I, that is a hill I will die on. <laughs> so, But it is delicious. Like surprisingly delicious. I thought it was such a great, I'm going to use a word that we don't use at Disney, 
It was a great value. It honestly was a really good value. <laughs> Seriously. Um, tons of food. Tons of food. Very, like when you were talking about a light, flavorful salad. Salad, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. That citrusy kind of thing. That's what this was, except it's a much bigger meal. So like you're going to sit there and eat this whole thing. But that salad was delicious was and delightful. And it was Delightful has just been my term for this trip because almost everything has been delightful, y'all. Uh, it's so me. I made it delightful. <laughs> you, you, you are delightful. That's why. That's why I'm here. Um, but we really enjoyed the um, really enjoyed the meal there. So it, what it's it, it's similar to Ohana in that you sit down, they bring everything out family style to you. Um, I had the coconut shrimp, I guess, as an add on. Jane did not because she um, doesn't do shellfish. Um, but I ate that and I could have eaten that entire plate and been one happy camper because it was so, they were, they were so good. Um, the bread comes with a mango. Guava butter. Gu- oh, guava. Not, yeah, not mango. Guava butter. And then also some kind of caramelized onion relish thing, which I would have loved to like bathe in. I love onions. And so if you make it like a sweet onion like that. It was like an onion jelly, which totally is not something I would say yum to, but I I slathered that sucker all over my bread and it was so good. Um, And then we had like a whole thing of meats and then a whole thing of sides and then dessert was bread pudding. It it offers you like the meat comes out and it's steak, chicken and pork. So like there's something for everyone. Um, The sides was rice and then there was a uh, curry something else and broccolini. Like there was just so much food and it's all you can eat. So you can take, you know, try a little bit of everything. And then if you want something more, they'll bring you something, you know, more of one thing or another. Um, and then that dessert was off the charts. It really was. So we are big fans and, um, if, I think it's like kind of a hidden gem in my opinion that you may just not know about it yet because yeah. it, it was only open for a brief time before pandemic hit mm-hmm. and then it was closed and it didn't, it didn't reopen until after Prince, like right at the end of princess weekend, because I stayed at, somebody said they were there in November though. So I wonder if it's only open certain days. Cause I saw oh, somebody said, Chrissy, Chrissy just said that she was trying to go when she was there recently, but it was only open on certain on days. certain days. Yeah. yeah, so I missed it in February, but I. So, anyways, that's why we ended up back there today. Um, but we, yeah, we we give that a recommendation for sure. Yeah. So the dessert is a pineapple coconut bread pudding um, with ice. You know, it comes with vanilla ice cream on top, and then they pour um, a caramel sauce over it. So it's very similar to Ohana. I personally am not a bread pudding person. Oh my gosh. If I, I know I just saw this. Uh, Excuse me. For those of you at home, we have just confirmed that you are permitted to take the shaker home with you. I didn't steal it. (laughs) I'm over here on my phone. recommend it. I'm over here on my phone, like feverishly scrolling, going, please tell me I I didn't steal from Disney. And and I'm getting ready to look up gifts to send to Patty and Jane in our chat about like stealing things. (laughs) (laughs) And we're ready to go. But yeah, no, on the official Facebook page, Yakinetti says, shake it up with our celebration shaker margaritas and take the shaker home with you when you order. Okay. So um, Patty did not steal. I didn't a, a steal. Yay. Um, but yeah, so the pineapple coconut bread pudding was so delicious and I wanted more of it and I'm not even a bread pudding person. Mm-hmm. Like even at Ohana, I don't, I generally eat like one bite of it and I'm, I'm good to go. Um, so I will say on a dessert, Dessert to dessert, they beat Ohana. Yeah. Meal to meal, they don't beat Ohana. But, but for is, the value, when you value, when you put definitely in, the value. Yeah, it when is you put twenty nine dollars, it was twenty. Yeah, it was like thirty bucks for each person's meal, and they did AP DVC discount. Yes, and discounts. And so, if for me, if we add that into the factor, I would eat Sebastian's over Ohana just for that. Uh, cause it was worth it. And it was, so, it was so good. So if you like that kind of a meal or whatever, and you can't get into Ohana, then maybe make Sebastian's as a second option. Or if you're staying at Caribbean beach, like make a point to see if you can, um, try to get in there. Cause it's definitely, definitely worth a stop. Yeah, it was good. Um, I think that might be all of our food updates. Oh, the only other thing we tried was the, um, 
the pretzel with cream the cheese. The cream cheese pretzel. Which and I know the like la- everybody else has had these, but they probably have. But the launch pad at Magic Kingdom has cream cheese pretzels and You have- can mobile order them. Yes, and it was good. It was really well, and good. since we're talking about both pretzels and bread pudding, I didn't go and get this, but I need to know from somebody who has, I think it's over in the Germany pavilion, they have a pretzel bread pudding that it, it's re- pretty new as far as I know. Yeah. I, I need to know how it is. I saw like one review where the person said they really liked it, but I just need more opinions. So if where anybody- was this? It's in Germany, I think. I'm like pretty sure it's in is the it Germany like pavilion. Is it like a booth? It's at one of like, it might be at Block and Hans or like one of the- just like one of the quick service or little kiosk places over in Germany. Um, we didn't even think to look. And I think I saw that on Twitter too, Teresa. But yeah, so if somebody... If and I wish I had paid attention. It, yeah, I would like to hear a feedback on that. I want more. Yeah, just I need to see more than one review of it. Um, and I, I'm really mad at myself for not getting back there and trying it. But I I am so curious because I do... Pretzel bread is one of my favorite things in the world. And like you, Jane, I'm not a huge bread pudding person. For mine, the one at Raglan Road is actually the one that I will go and eat anytime time I'm there. That's what so, Patty just said. She's like, now I have to try Raglan Road. Yeah. yeah it's so, it there's, yeah. there's bread and butter pudding. It's, it's so good. Um, so that's the one that I'm all about. But I'm, I love pretzel bread. And so that's, I'm like, I, I feel like I could love this, but I'm just curious. And I just want to know if anybody else has had it. I don't know, but I had pretzel bread at lunch today. And it was, I did too. It was so I picked good. up a pretzel roll when I was at the grocery store. <laughs> so good. So good. Um. Do you want to talk about, now that we've covered all the food that we ate, um, and then it, after we get off of this, Patty and I will talk to each other about, we don't understand why we gain weight. It just, just doesn't, doesn't seem to add up. Um, but to be fair, I never actually gain weight at a Disney trip because we also we walk, walk so we much and you sweat so much here. Like, I honestly, I never, ever, ever have gained weight here. I just eat like you wouldn't believe that. But I think because you cover so much ground and then typically my trips are also running related. So there's that as well. But um, maybe that's also why you're having a good trip this time. Maybe. There's, no <laughs> there's no running. There's no running involved. <laughs> you know, you might've hit that nail on the head. But um, <laughs> one thing we do want to mention, which is super exciting is that trams will be back at the end of this month at animal kingdom. I can't promise you other parks, Animal Kingdom will be getting theirs back. And this matters because they parked us in like the last spot in the last row. It was awful. Farthest away from the gate yesterday. I was like, I should have stayed home and just Ubered from my house. <laughs> it would have been almost closer, I think. I think it, I think it definitely would have. Um, do you want to talk about your new experiences yesterday? Yeah. Let me run through like how wonderful this trip has been. Um uh, a, no running, so that's always a positive. Yeah, yeah there's that. But we went on uh, the safari at uh, Animal Kingdom, and that's not new. I've been on the safari a bazillion, gazillion times. But I have to give like a massive shout out to uh, the safari driver, Dylan. Um, and yes, I did like submit, you know, online the the cast little compliment. cast compliment um, form, but I'm throwing this out there too. And the chance that anybody knows Dylan who drives the safari. I have been on this safari so many times and I have never been as engaged and interested in the facts and the education that he was dropping all up and down this thing. He just had some really like random cool things to tell us. Um, most, almost every single, like for the first three things that he would say, he was like, and I know that's kind of gross, but I also thought it was kind of cool. And I think that was kind of his shtick was gross, but cool. And so maybe that was it. I don't know, but it was fun. And I just kept going, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Like, what was it? Um, a, gir- a group of drafts is called a tower. So what I learned yesterday on the <laughs> safari is that Patty has never listened before. No, they've never <laughs> said it. They have never said it to me. I'm not kidding. She learned that a group of giraffes is a tower. Um, there was something with Yokopi that she learned, and I was just—is like, that the with the horns that drain like the sinuses out? No, that's the um, Ancoli cattle. Okay, see, see um, that they drain their sinuses through their horns, and that their horns are filled with honeycomb shapes, so they're only like 15 pounds on their head, and yeah. So um, I learned that Patty has never paid attention on the safari. (laughs) That could be true also. But anyway, Dylan, shout out to Dylan. That was the point here. It was a good day for that. Oh, the other very cool thing that we did that I've never done before. You, if you guys know me, I am not, 
I love the fireworks and I love the show and I love the idea behind it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not a fireworks hater. I am a stand in the middle of Main Street with 80,000 of my closest non-friends um, breathing on each other hater. Like that is not my, that's not my jam. I don't, I don't like it. I don't do it. I'm, I'm all for as fewer people as possible, uh, um, but still get some kind of experience out of this. So Jane's suggestion was we walked in and uh, the fireworks were going off in like 20 minutes. So we went back and got on the people mover right as fireworks started. And I was so excited because we were able to see all the fireworks. We were able to hear the music. Um, You obviously don't see the projection. So you are missing like that front and center experience. But if you're somebody who is just trying to find some other different way, or if you're stuck in the back of Tomorrowland and you just can't get to a quote unquote good spot, you know, to see the fireworks, consider something like this because it was nice. It was slow moving. You saw plenty of it and we wrote it. And as we finished uh, the, we weren't like trying to jump off and the cast member looked at, she goes, you're going to ride again. And we were like, can we, she was like, sure. So we actually wrote it twice because the fireworks were still going off. And so we got like a ride and a half of fireworks, you know? Yeah. We got to see like, you can see Tinkerbell fly from yes. there. Um, and obviously sorry, this all depends. Um, <laughs> in case you don't know, but yeah, right. Spoiler. Um, but it also depends on where you know, your ride, where you are on the track. Like you may miss Tinkerbell altogether, but we happened to see her clearly flying from the castle. It was very cool. Yeah. So we were downstairs at the lunching pad or whatever, eating that uh, cream cheese filled pretzel when the music started for the fireworks. And as soon as it started, we were like, okay, let's go hop on the people mover. And there was no, no way, obviously. So we just hopped right on and went up and got on. And it was just, it was absolutely perfect timing. We had said like, if it's your first time, if fireworks are super important to you, you've never seen them definitely don't do this. Like, that's not, not it. But like, if you come often enough and you're just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing the crowd thing, but it would be great to see them. Then absolutely. Like jump on the people mover, take a ride around. I was watching the car behind us had like a, it was like two guys and they were in there. I would say they were probably in there like mid, like early, mid twenties, early mid twenties. And this one guy's face, like it was so lit up. I was like, Oh, this is great. Like he was so excited that he could see the fireworks from the people mover. It was magical. It was was really cool. Yeah. So it was pretty good. So, um, Speaking of hidden gems, which I think was, I don't know, last month's podcast. <laughs> so there's another one That's for you. One <laughs> Get your margarita shaker oh my for gosh. $16. Teresa, have you ever done that? Watch from the People Mover? I'm sure I have. <laughs> it's one of those. I'm I'm sure I have at some point. Um, my favorite is still, I think we talked about this. It was on the hidden gems. Like the Big Thunder Mountain is my yeah. like favorite attraction watching spot for fireworks. Um, but I, I would... I would expect that at some point I have done it on People Mover. Yeah. So that was, you know, like all the new things that we did like over the last two days. And it was, it was a good trip. Um, We promised last time we recorded uh, because Teresa was not with us. She was actually down here. So we've just flip flop locations. Uh, Teresa was down here for a special event called Retro Magic. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and just tell people what it's all about? Yes. Uh, so I, when I was there for my trip, it was at the end of April. And like just how, Patty, you were saying that, you know, this whole trip for you was delightful. That was how I felt about yes. my trip too. And I think in most of, like, I think a lot of us have felt like there's been a lot of stress or a lot of, a lot of feelings about decisions Disney's making lately. Um, things that the way that they're kind of like reconfiguring some things make the planning experience more difficult. So Correct. I was, I didn't even have park tickets for this trip until like the week of because I was like I'm going down for retro magic um I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna do parks or not and I ended up going to the parks and it was all it was great I did like a half day at each park um but so I was primarily there for this event called retro magic and it's organized by retro wdw and they they have a podcast and they have a youtube channel if you haven't heard of them uh they get really in depth into obviously retro disney things on their youtube channel they restore 
like old footage of Disney. So if you go to their YouTube channel, a lot of it is like family family videos that they've restored, but they kind of they go back and they have some like really old old footage of like people in the Disney parks. It's just really cool to see. Um, but so every few years they put on this event called Retro Magic. Uh, the last one that they had was in 2019, and this year was Retro Magic 50. And it was obviously supposed to be a little bit earlier, um, but COVID kind of kept pushing everything back. Uh, but it was essentially celebrating like the early years, celebrate the, the, the first you know 50 years of Walt Disney World, and they always have a really impressive lineup of people. So I will just read a few of the names that they had at this event. So they had Bob Gurr, and if you have ever had any interaction with Bob Gurr or have ever heard him speak, it is always it's a treat. Yeah, um, he's and this awesome. Time was no different. Um, they had another Disney legend, Tom Nabby. Uh, they had, and there's a lot of other people whose names you might not know offhand, but just hearing them talk about their Disney experiences, it's it's really wonderful. So they had Norm Inui, who he designed originally the um, the Pontiac Firebird symbol, but he's responsible for all of the original Epcot logos and the the fountain that was when Epcot opened and they brought back the fountain. Like he was responsible for all of that, and he told this great story about how even internally in Imagineering they would refer to spaceship earth as the golf ball yeah we joke about now it's like they would kind of like jokingly refer to it as that and so he made the whole description of if you think of spaceship earth as the golf ball then the fountain that's right in front of it is like the little t that the golf ball is sitting on yep so it's just cute um I can and see. So they, yeah yeah so they had um jerry reese who he was a disney imagineer and he did a lot um he did cranium command he did some work with um yeah, so Jerry, so he did Cranium Command. He was in- involved with Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular, but he also did. Um, there was a when you used to be able to walk through um, where like animation studio where like you could actually see them animating. There was a pre-show that had a video with Robin Williams, and he told it was just such a cool story about how this was you know late late eighties when they were filming this, and originally Disney wanted nothing to do with Robin Williams because they were mm-hmm. like, oh, he's a little too edgy, he's not quite right for us, and so Jerry Reese like really really pushed for that. And when they were filming this, um, that's when they kind of got to see you know part of that. Robin Williams, his character becomes animated in a little cartoon. And so he gets to do all of these different voices. And that footage is kind of what prompted Disney to have him do the role of the genie, which we all know is just, I think, one of the most iconic Disney characters that exists. So Jerry Reese is the person to thank for that. That's so cool. Um, And then one of the other panels that was really fascinating, and you, I... It was the one, not that I wasn't looking forward to it, but I wasn't expecting to get so much from it. There's sure. a panel called Feed the World, a Culinary Chef's Reunion. And so there's this thing called the Culinary Olympics that Disney went to. And they were, I think they like the most awarded team to ever perform at this Culinary Olympics. And so the three of the people who were part of it came back. And so it was Keith Keough, who was one of the people who was very influential in getting the handwich made. And the handwich is like one of those classic Epcot or it's like a classic treat that everybody's like, you know, everybody's all about the handwich. And we actually had handwiches at the event. If you watched any footage from Destination D when Marcy Carriker Smothers, she was talking about the handwich and a bunch of us cheered. Um, That's because she had mentioned (laughs) talking to Brian about getting this for her book um, about like, you know, Disney culinary things. And so it was all of us cheering. And so that's kind of how this panel came to be during Retro Magic. Um, It also had Raymond Pitts, who was just, he is a firecracker and I want him to write a book about his time at Disney because he has a lot of stories to tell. Um, and then Johnny Rivers, who is the person who was responsible for Tonga Toast being created. Um, and just the three of these these people sitting and talking about, you know, developing food for Disney. Again, you might not think that that would be as fascinating as it is, but I could have sit and listened to just a full day of them talking. That's Uh, awesome. Yeah. And so this event, like I said, the panels were great, but I think it's also one of those events where it was just a nice reunion to see people. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Erica, who is the person who does transcription for our podcasts. Uh, She's part of the group that I went to with this. And it was actually the first time we'd had a chance to meet in person, despite knowing each (laughs) other for like the better part of a decade at this point. So typing this up. Um, (laughs) So it was just really nice, like I said, getting a chance to see people. And I think one of the things that makes this event so special is all of the people who are speaking 
it's a combination. So the people who are speaking are ones who don't normally get to tell their stories. Like for those of us who are the big Disney nerds, we kind of go in and there's things that we love that we might not know who had a hand in creating them. And these are people who, you know, Norm, who created all the logos, I think he was just like stunned. He's like, I, I had no idea people wanted to hear about this. Aww. And we're all just like, yes, give us more. Like, what was your what was your thought process and like why you made the logo look that way? <laughs> like, we all just we just wanted to hear these stories. So I just think it's so great to have a chance for people who just put the work in that are names you might not know actually getting to talk about, you know, how, you know, their, their influence on the parks, but the way that retro magic is set up is they always leave a little bit of time like in the day that you can just go up and talk to them. So I think I said, both of you, I have this picture. That's my favorite thing in the world now. I went up to Bob Gurr and I've met him before, but I had, I had Gertie with me. So I was like, do you mind? Just taking a picture with this Gertie the dinosaur. So now it's my Bob Gertie picture. Uh-huh. And I love it. It's <laughs> amazing. No, it's amazing. It's, it just makes me again, it's it's delightful. It makes me so happy. Um, so I they like I said, they take a little time off between planning these events because it is a lot to put together. Um, but I know they have started already talking about this was Retro Magic 50. They are talking about RetroCot 40. Because this October is the 40th anniversary of Epcot, and it's not going to actually be in October. I think they said they were planning for some time, like in early next year, to celebrate. So if you are somebody who's just super interested in the early years of Epcot, or maybe some Epcot things that have gone away, that you just want to be around people who who enjoyed Epcot f- before it was full of IP. Uh, (laughs) like i said i would say keep an eye out for when they start to announce things um but like i said it was just a great event um it was good seeing people and like i said it's just i honestly i wish some more of these people would would write books about their time i know we've gotten a few imagineers writing books um there was somebody named dave vermulen who is an executive with disney and he was responsible for opening most of the disney parks and kind of planning the opening events so i know he did the opening events for epcot and for tokyo disney um he was like a vp with hong kong Disneyland for a while but like I think he started working at Disney in the 60s so pretty much like Magic Kingdom onward he's had a hand in opening almost every Disney resort so I'm like there's just more people I'm like please just like get these stories written down so I can read all of them later on oh for sure for sure it's yeah it's so important it's so cool especially for uh you in particular like you and and your type of people who are just so into um, the history of all of this and that you like that kind of stuff and it is important to hear it. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I was watching you on um, social media on Twitter and I was like, Teresa is having the time. I was having such life. a good time. Yeah. And they planned it, yeah. They planned it really well. Like it's only one day and I know a lot of people want it to be two days or longer, but I think one day is right. It's good. Just, yeah. Like it's perfect. It's, yeah. It was very intensive for the one day and then yeah, you go on. Awesome. All right. Um, anything else we want to cover on this episode? Yes. I'm going to take it on a down note before you guys go. Oh, right. I do have to share. There was one. It wasn't. I don't want to say it was a negative experience about my trip, but this is just a warning for people. Um, I, when I was planning my trip, I had to figure out, you know, how am I going to get from the airport to my resort now that Magical Express is gone? And because I'm someone I know there's a lot of people who would, you know, opt for doing the ride share. And I think I've mentioned before, visually impaired. So for me, trying to get a ride share at an airport when there's so many people and so many cars and trying to figure out which one might be for me, it's just not not a comfortable situation for me to be in. So I was trying to choose between Sunshine Flyer and Mears Connect. And I would kind of heard it seemed to be hit and miss in the reviews I was reading, um, but I'd seen one or two positive ones about Mirrors Connect. So I was like, all right, I will go with that. Mirrors Connect, the, the location of it is exactly where Magical Express used to be. And I was like, and Mirrors had operated, you know, they'd been involved with the Magical Express. Um, so I was like, I, I, that's like the safer bet or like the one that I'm more familiar with. I will go with that. Right, it would make I, sense. And the prices for the both are about the same. I think Sunshine Flyer is maybe a dollar or two more, but pretty similar for both if you're doing just the regular shuttle. And I definitely feel like I made the wrong choice just based on the experience of somebody who did Sunshine Flyer that weekend. Um, Because I know for Magical Express, it was never a situation where you would get there and get right on your bus. Like I know there was almost always a wait to get on. But my wait to leave the airport 
was 45 minutes. And that wasn't even for like, that was my wait. When I first walked into line, I was there for maybe five minutes and somebody had gone back to go talk to a person up at the the check-in desks because they had already been waiting for 45 minutes by the time I got there and they were on my bus. So FYI, the pickup times, it's, I know at one point they said it would be within 20 minutes and they removed that from their website. And so I've heard that but like 45 minutes actually does seem to be the average that people are waiting from you. Good Connect. to know. Um, and like I said, that's, you could wait that long when you were doing Magical Express. So that's fine. It's annoying when you're trying to like plan out your day, but I, I understand that they kind of have to do it based on availability and waiting for buses to get full. So I get that. The part that really annoyed me was pick up back at the resort. Cause I never had any experiences other than the Magical Express pickup would arrive exactly at the time it said it was going to arrive. And Mears Connect was 30 minutes late (laughs) from the time that they told us to get there. And, you know, they have you get there so early because it's like three hours. It's the same time frame, three hours before your flight is supposed to leave. And I think that's too much time. Like, I don't think they need to have that much time. But if you're like an international flight and you really have to get back there and make sure you have enough time to go through customs or if you do a later flight, because I think I've heard at MCO during later flights, the TSA pre-check hasn't always been open. So they're putting everybody into the main security lines. Like if your shuttle is half an hour late, like that really could be cutting Mm -hmm. it close to your flight time. But also just the fact that you're sitting that out there waiting in the sun for 30 minutes for your shuttle to arrive. Cause there's no, there's no inward in, like indoor seating to be able to see when it's pulling up. Right. And it makes you start to freak out. Like, Oh, maybe I missed it. And since it's externally operated, there's nobody right there to tell you, Oh no, it's still coming. So there were like two or three people trying to call and find out where the shuttle was. It was, it was just a mess. So as of right now, I would not recommend Mirrors Connect for people if they're trying to figure out I think I know somebody again their Sunshine Flyer experience I think they said they left the airport within 10 minutes of arriving so I will probably give that a try next time but this is just an FYI it is not as efficient as Magical Express was so keep that in mind which is amazing because it's run by the same people so right. I'm, I'm just guessing that there's a lot of people like me who are like, well, if it's no longer free, then I definitely won't do it. I would rather take the time savings of jumping in an Uber and paying more, but at least I know (laughs) that I am getting directly there. And that's not for everybody. That's not the answer for everybody. But I am somebody who now probably won't use that um, as an option myself. um, And I'm sure it's a staffing issue also. It's probably a combination of staffing plus gas prices right now. Because I know... When I was compared to when I was there in November, there were more Disney buses. Um, I know when I was there in November, there were a lot of like contracted shuttles that Disney was using both for the races and just as regular park transportation. I did have more Disney buses this time, but I would imagine that it is just they're still building up their staffing from COVID times. So I, I would imagine that is part of it. So maybe it will get better. Uh, but for now, it was just a don't don't assume if you're planning on doing the mirrors connect don't assume that you'll have you know plenty of time once you after you get to the airport you'll be getting to your resort you know pretty quickly it it might be several hours before you actually get there just got it got it well that's a good tip yeah definitely a good tip so um for more good tips (laughs) where can they find us jane um, you can find us in our Facebook group, which is No Guilt Disney on Facebook. Or um, if you want to share your tips or things that you want us to try, you can email us at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. And make sure you join us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as Patty likes to say, it's no fun to fangirl, Cosmic Rewind, and IP in Epcot alone. <laughs> <laughs> And that's up next. So keep listening if you want to hear all about that. Bye, y'all. All right. So Jane and I are sitting outside of what is this called? The Xandar Pavilion. Wonders of Xandar. Wonders of Xandar. Uh, We just rode the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind for my first time, Jane's second time. And... We just were like, we're not going to wait. Let's talk about it. Let's 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 have some discussion as to what this ride does to you. 
Let's have some some live reactions. Yes, so we're sitting here in the park. You're probably going to hear the monorail run behind us and people talking, and you can definitely hear music and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, we're going to do this and, and talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> okay, first of all, um, as my first time through, I stopped and took tons of pictures and was just trying to, like, soak it all in. There's a lot, if you are going to be stuck in a queue for this ride, there's a lot to look at. Um, I don't do lines. I don't like lines. So obviously that's not my favorite thing. But I will say it's kind of like, um, it reminded me of, uh, of, of a flight of passage. That one section where you got the floating body. You've never been on flight of passage? No, I have. I just you don't, don't think I've ever been through the, the queue, queue Okay. So Jane doesn't stand in lines either. But you know, folks that do, uh, where the floating body is, like it's kind of like that feel of stuff, like just to look at and see. And then you have how many pre-shows? Two pre-shows? There are two pre-shows, yes. Okay. Two pre-shows. And then eventually you go and you get into your car. So, um, when we got here, we were actually early for our preview and they let us on early. So anybody that's listening to this that still might have a preview coming up, if you happen to have an early time slot, show up early. Because ours was at 10. Ours was 10. Ours was the first preview of the day. And they started letting us in at 20 after 9. Right. So we were right on through. We went right on through. Um, So yeah, tip if you happen to be first time, first in the morning, like do that. Um, Second tip, we did ask. And they did tell us no. But as of today, for today anyway, they're not letting us do multiple rides. Correct. But we tried. Uh, because it's worth it. Like Correct. It would, it'd be worth begging for. I'll be quite honest. Correct. <laughs> um, okay. So one thing to note, um, and Jane and I both made this comment, anybody that's poo size, that's plus size, and you're concerned about fitting into this ride vehicle, don't be. It's amazing. There's so much room. It's nice and roomy. Uh, my big booty was able to sit on down and feel comfortable wasn't squished at all or even tall people people, because there's so much leg room you're able to like put your backpacks down there's room for the backpacks there's a place to store you know your small items um but there's a lot of room in this vehicle uh it's almost like they took snow white and said okay everything we did here scrap that that was trash and let's make it better Snow White. Oh, oh my train doors, is mine terrible. Train. Okay, yeah, no, mine train. Yes, you tall people. I don't like even your know knee how you winds up in, in your neck. Yes, <laughs> I'm not even that tall. I don't. I don't know how anybody can ride that when they're over five three. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you at home who don't know, I am five five. So like, <laughs> this isn't even a tall person. A real tall person. Yeah, no, you've got plenty of room though on this ride. Um, so we locked and loaded, and I'll be the first to admit because I'm sure Jane will call me out on it anyway. Yes, I'm going to. So I'm. I'm just mm-hmm, going to go ahead and say it. So there's, what, rows 1 through 10? 1 through 10. 1 through 10. And I read, quote-unquote, and I heard, quote-unquote, that it's less intense in the front and, like, kind of, meh, like, not not that fun in the front. I, if I'm going to ride a roller coaster, like, I want the biggest bang for my buck. So I want to be in the back. And I said, Jane, ask if we, we can be in the back. And she refused. I refused because... She refused because we it was all about We were the first people that were there. And so I felt like to get there and be like, oh, first people of the day. And we're sort of being demanding. And that's just... It wouldn't be demanding. It would be a very gentle ask. Do you mind if we sit in the back? And they wouldn't have cared because we were the first people of the day. I also was <laughs> unsure because of the way that the line went. I thought they might... Because when Loop you first around, turn, yeah. you're at row 10. And so I thought maybe they'll load 10 all, and then load it backwards. And then they didn't. They sent us up to the front and wound up um, loading us in one. So for at least the first minute that we were sitting there, I got to hear Patty complain about the terrible experience she was about to have. That is not true. She exaggerates. That is 100% true. <laughs> She's so exaggerating. And I was like... Listen, lady, you don't even know what you're in for. <laughs> All right. So point being, we were in row one, like just straight up row one, um, which in a normal roller coaster, you would have the best view and that'd be all great. But in this one, we don't think it matters because of the way no. this, the individual pods like rotate and move throughout the entire show. Yeah. Like you're going to be row one no matter what you sit on as far as like visuals right what did she say yeah I, I definitely think um, so having ridden it twice I so today was row one the other day I rode in row seven 
I think it might have been a little bit like more intense from row seven so yeah. it could be more intense in the back and that is what everybody else says I just also don't know if it was just like the first day I wrote it I didn't know what I was expecting so you know and then today like I kind of knew what I was getting into um, but the, yes the way that the cars turn every single car gets the same view right so you really can experience this no matter what car you're in right it's and, awesome and yeah you're in okay so then the experience itself um, is this ride scary no I didn't think it was scary at all and I'm a chicken. Like, I don't do roller coasters. I, I mean, I do them if they're indoors and I can't see what's about to happen. That's me too, yes. Okay, so, and I can do Slinky Dog. But that's pretty yes. much the extent of my outdoor roller coaster experiences. Like, I just, I don't, I don't do outdoors. Um, and I did not, this was just, like, pure joy the entire time. Because any little kid or any person, once upon a time, that had a dream of, like, being in space, which is probably, like, everyone. Floating. Floating. That's what it feels like. Yeah. The the ride track and the ride vehicle move so smoothly that you just feel like you're flying, floating through space. Yes. They they did it. Like when I when they were done, I was like, son of a bee, they did it. They did it. It was they so it. cool. <laughs> it was so cool. Um, and it was fun. Uh, we happen to love Marvel, obviously, and we love the Guardians because they're hilarious it's so funny and then so all the the ride show like you see some things uh, there's probably supposed to be some i don't know peril that we were in but i never could i couldn't tell you what it was because i was laughing and i was smiling so much what's the story so the story is and i don't know the exact terms but the story is that um there's this like i don't know magical orb of energy or something yes. i don't know what it's called but they need that in order to transport us Epcotians um, back to Epcot. And then the big bad villain, who I think has a name, but of course I don't know it. So please follow us for absolutely on point facts. Um, That's what we're here for. <laughs> the big bad villain comes and then he takes it. And then we have to go through space portals to um, get it back from him or else... What he's going to do is travel through time back before the Guardians and the Epcotians were in existence, and he's going to erase history. So um, we are trying to get the orb back so that that doesn't happen, and in order to do that, we have to load the Star Blasters, Star Travelers, sure. Star Cruisers, Star... I don't know. Something. Tiny little star vehicle that 10 of them means you're on a roller coaster, <laughs> and then you have to fly through space in order to get back the magical orb while you're with the guardians of the galaxy who are in your ears telling the funniest jokes because that's what Drax does. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, it's so much fun. It was, it was very cute. So fun. Uh, I think next, next spring that is going to be guardians of the galaxy, uh, three, uh, they just finished wrapping it. So, um, anyway, it'll get you excited for that. If that's your thing. Do you need to know these characters before you ride this ride? No. You don't. You're no. still going to find them is probably somewhat amusing. You may not yeah. totally get who they are, what's going on, but you're fine if you don't watch this movie before you do it, before you ride it. Yeah, I would definitely say you don't, you don't need to, to watch the movie. We did get, um, there are six songs that you can get in, in, with riding. This time we got Everybody Wants to Rule the World, which... Um, I had Disco Inferno my first time. I prefer Disco Inferno, but I also like more upbeat dancing kind of songs because I like to dance while I ride songs, which is very while, while I ride rides, which is very strange, <laughs> but that's fine. It's my thing. It's not yours. Um, so I did actually like the Everybody Wants to Rule the World, though. So that was surprising for me. Um, but I really just think you can't get a bad ride on here. I, I the song choice I think does fa will factor into what your experience will be overall. So I do think that you'll like certain things over the other. I like this one. Um, at first I was like, ah, like it's not my favorite song, but I'm a child of the '80s, so everybody wants yeah, to roll like this is totally down. Yeah, so it was fun and it felt. It just, they, they did such a great job. Imagineers did such a great job, like, timing up the spins and the turns and everything with this, with the music. And I yes. assume it's like that with all the songs. Uh, so that was, it was fantastic. Um, the whole experience for us, start to finish, was great. 
Um, is it worth waking up early and trying to get virtual queue? 100%. 1,000%. Is it worth, say, a $20 surcharge to skip the line? Uh, take my money now, Disney. I, I know uh, what Rise is 15, and that's the highest that we have seen at Walt Disney World. But I would absolutely pay 20 Have to they not posted that this one's 20 yet? No. No, okay. they but haven't if it posted is. yet. But if it is, I, yeah, we're, we're making it up that it's 20, yeah. y'all. But what I'm just saying, if it's 20. Yes, <laughs> yes. did I accidentally call you? Oh, sorry. We're recording the podcast. I hit a, a, a bad button. How many drinks are you in? Zero. Zero. One cup of coffee. That's it. <laughs> One cup of coffee and we're high on Guardians. We're high on Guardians. <laughs> it was super fun. I'll see you in a few minutes. Uh, just a little small interruption there. I mean, <laughs> if you didn't already know that I'm a mess. <laughs> we're professional podcasters. Uh, which, oh, and by the way... Tell them, tell, tell them what happened. Oh, and then we ran into a listener, Maria, who said, hey, uh, by any chance, do you guys have a podcast? And I was like, well, this is weird, but yes. <laughs> so hello, Maria. It's great to meet you. And, um, and your family was so cute. <laughs> I was so excited. Uh, but if, if, there, if our second listener has um, ever hears our voices and wants to <laughs> say hello, please do. Our other listener. <laughs> our other listener. Uh, yeah, that was so fun. That was, that was funny. Um, so we chit-chatted with her, and she had a great time, too, and she will uh, probably co-sign everything that we just said. Um, if you're in the Facebook group, please come, and you guys, like, we can talk about it. I think I'm going to start a thread in the Facebook group today okay. so that everybody that rides can sort of drop their feelings and whatever, and then if you want to avoid the spoilers, you can, but if you don't want to, you can see what everybody thinks. We there. purposely decided to record this without Teresa because she does prefer... Um, to go into rides as spoiler-free as possible. Yes. Um, but she's going to join us later on today for the rest of the podcast. Yes. We're going to record with her later, and we'll try not to talk about Guardians because we love our Teresa. We don't want to ruin it for her. Um, I guess I could have started off with that, that the spoiler alert. It's fine. <laughs> we can uh, add that in when, when we go to I'm, I'm sure if you read the title, like, it'll take, yes. you know, we're going to talk about it. Um, anywho, I think that's... Anything else that we should mention? Oh, I do want to mention a few things. Like, if you have little kids that are going and you're concerned about it being scary for them, my thoughts from a kid perspective is um, if you have sensitive children who don't think like things like being plunged in the dark and they don't like um, flashing, flashing lights, lights uh, and it's a very loud pre-show. Like, the, the volume is on 10, like maybe on 12 like it's very loud in there yeah. so for those purposes I would say a sensitive person may struggle with some of the pre-show stuff um, at one point like all the lights go out just for a few seconds but you're you're in darkness and that can startle and concern kids um, and adults <laughs> but uh, the, other than that I, I just feel like this as a roller coaster I don't, would you call it a roller coaster? I mean, it is, but... It is, but I would almost say, um, the other <laughs> thing is, I know that there are a lot of people that are sensitive to the screens, and, and so, like, rides fitness. rides yeah. with screens, and this does have a lot of screen work. Um, to be honest, when I wrote it the first time, I had no idea what even went on on the screens, because I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm just, oh my gosh, I'm on this ride, and it's amazing. Um, but... Having written it the second time and I focus a little bit more on the screens, the screens are, they're so huge and you don't even know that, you don't even know that it's a screen. So you're, it's not going to be like um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway where you get that like sort of 3D, am I going to fall over? It, it's just a very different feeling. Um, so I think you're able to avoid... Like, if you close your eyes, I think you're able to avoid some of that screenness. Like, any motion sickness yeah. issues. Yeah. yeah. Um, and being in the front, you felt like that was less motion sickness potential than, say, sure. being in the seven row. With the yeah, the I guess. I don't, I don't get motion sickness, so it's hard for me to, gotcha. it's hard for me to judge for other people. Gotcha. Uh, it felt very smooth. It felt, felt very good as far as I was concerned. Um, so I don't have any major like negatives to this ride <laughs> no I think it's a uh, 87 out of 10 <laughs> that sounds accurate <laughs> um as a I, I will just say as a local and I wrote it the other day with um 
my you know my friend down here and who is also local and we come to the parks all the time and we as locals said we would pay for it so you know we yeah. won't do that even for rise no. we, like we've always said oh if we had to like if we were had visiting family and only one day to get on rise would we do it sure we might i mean obviously now it's no longer virtual queue and it's different yeah. standby so like there's different rules but um we actually never had to pay for a rise so we never did but this ride i 100 percent on opening day, we will be waking up and one person will be trying to grab virtual queue while the others are grabbing to, to pay. Yeah. yeah, I would, I, I co-sign that. Yeah, this will be like, I am sure it will be everybody's number one ride for the next year and a half. Yeah. Easy. So if you want it, you're just going to have to keep trying for it. Uh, unfortunately, that also means you're going to make reservations for Epcot a lot more than you probably would have otherwise. However... The ride's worth it, folks. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. It's very cool. I told I told a friend of mine make your make your reservations for Epcot um, earlier. Earlier, you know, have more than one shot booked on your calendar. That way, if you get it the first day, you can always adjust your plans later. Um, but if you don't get it, you have other options to day do to it. Try it again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I have a virtual hack, virtual queue, FYI, everything you need to know about virtual queue. I've already written it assuming that it runs exactly like all the virtual queues have run in the past. Correct. If it changes, I will, of course, update and edit that and make it, you know, accurate. But I can't imagine that they'll change anything from the virtual queues that they did before. Agreed. So I have that for you. If you're coming in the next couple of weeks and you need to know how to get on this ride, check the show notes. That's going to be a link for you. All right. Well... We can't ride it again, but we'll go find something else to do at Epcot. We will. <laughs> and, uh, Teresa, I know you're not going to listen to this for a long time, but I really hope you like it. I know I know you there's feel... So, there's so many nods to you, um, to old Epcot and to the nostalgia. And yeah. so, like, they, they tried. They tried really hard to make it, make it fit. And I, I think it fits. I'm a big fan. I, well, I, right before I rode this, I went and rode um, Mission Space for the first time in forever. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of digging this, like, space feel around here. This is what Epcot needed, man. And now how do you feel about Mission Space? Oh, well, I mean, you can't compare. <laughs> that thing's so clunky and old like, compared to how smooth and awesome this was. Like, you know, it's apples and, like, banana. Not, not even apples. Those are still fruits. Like, it's like apples and steak, like it doesn't even it doesn't even compute. Oranges and a bowl of soup. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Uh, all right. That's it. That's all we've got. <laughs> it's no fun to fangirl the Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy alone. alone. Bye. <laughs>